It is easy for worship leaders to feel alone. There is tremendous pressure on us each week to perform, to lead, and to help direct an amazing experience of worship and connection to God. But it's so overwhelming. There's no place to go to talk through these unique challenges worship leaders face. Welcome to the table. Hey everybody, welcome to the next episode of The Table. My name is Jason Squires, and uh, I'm excited about this conversation today. A lot of times I do these over Zoom uh, just because of proximity to people, but today I get to hang out with my friend Matt Skinner in my in my office. Matt, how's it going? Very well, thank you. Matt, uh, uh, take a minute and just introduce yourself. Let us know, tell everybody who you are and, um, you know, George Clooney's twin and all of that. <laughs> tell, us about, uh, tell us about Matt Skinner. Uh, get us confused all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I uh, Matt Skinner, and I lead worship at uh, Solano Valley Church in Fairfield. I'm the associate pastor. I lead our, our worship and our student ministries as well. Uh, I, I've my wife Carolyn and I have been with the church since '94. It's been almost 28 years. And I started off as a volunteer worship leader, and then eventually part time, and that, and then I've been on staff now for about full time for about 19 years. That's awesome. Yeah, and um, I'm grateful. And uh, Carolyn and I, uh, my wife Carolyn and I, last week just celebrated our 27th anniversary. Fantastic, which I learned is on your birthday also. It's on my birthday. Your anniversary, you got married on your birthday. That's right. That's exciting. Best gift ever. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. And uh, and we have two daughters. Lauren is 23, and she's about to graduate from college. And our daughter, Katie, is 17, and she's going to be a senior in high school this coming year. Uh, I'm originally from Mississippi, and uh, but I do have all my teeth, and, <laughs> and but I, I moved here. <laughs> I moved here in '92. Insert here. banjo music. There's, got it, and there's that. that if I then put the banjo music in, that's I do have all my teeth. <laughs> did yeah. the did the church bring you out here? What what brought you to California? Um, I just needed a change of scenery. Yeah. Um, uh, my you know my my mom. My, my parents split up and my mom moved out here and I came out to visit her and I'm like, wow, you know, I saw San Francisco and saw Napa and, and it was like, okay, you know, I, I, there's nothing tying me down yep. back there. So I thought, what the heck, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna move and try something different. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. <clears throat> that's awesome. Hey, well, today we're talking about taking time off and planning to take time off and something that I don't, I mean, a lot of us don't do that well and like planning to be gone. And, mm-hmm. um, but before we get into that, we're, the reason I wanted you on the podcast today was that you had some time off in the last year yeah. um, and you had some health issues come up. Talk, tell us about, uh, tell us about that kind of how that came about, what happened and um, talk to us about your unexpected health journey. So I had been uh, going, I'll keep this, I won't go into too much detail, but I had been on a medication for many years prior to getting sick because, uh, to help suppress the platelet production in my marrow. I was overproducing platelets, which leads to a lot of you know, sticky blood and strokes. And yeah, so yeah. Not good, not good situation. And the doctors said, you know, there's always some, a chance that down the road, this could morph into something more serious. And that's exactly what it did. 
uh, it morphed into something called myelofibrosis, which is a rare blood cancer. It's in like the family of leukemia. Okay. Uh, can, type, you know, type of blood cancers. And um, w- what happen, What happens is your, your, your bone marrow scars and okay. becomes fibrous from this overproduction. And so it's, it, it reaches a point where it's no longer able to produce healthy uh, cells and, and, and marrow. Uh, we were up in Lake Tahoe, where, which is where we go uh, frequently for time off. And for the first time ever, this was the fall of 2020, for the first time ever up there, I was having a lot of difficulty acclimating to the, the altitude. And I was just really fatigued and just feeling horrible. And we came home and um, I didn't get better. I was getting up for church one Sunday and uh, I got out of the shower and I was just unbelievably tired. It was overwhelming. And I just, it was overwhelming. So I, I called Gary Ronsaval, our senior pastor. I said, Gary, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm calling in sick. Yeah, morning Carol- of. Yeah, morning of. Yep. I'm, 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 Carolyn's taking me to the ER. Uh, we don't know what's going on there. So we went to the ER at Kaiser, and uh, I was in there for a week, and they ran a bunch of tests. Uh, and um, at the end of the week, they said, uh, we are pretty confident this is something called myelofibrosis. And they explained to me what it was, which I just explained to you. Excuse me. And um, so, uh, but they said, what we want to do is we want to send you to Stanford. Um, uh, we, the, they specialize in treating uh, blood cancers, uh, specifically with things like bone marrow transplants and stem cell transplants. People come from all over the world to get treated at, at Stanford. It's one of the top yep. hospitals. And for me, being an hour and a half away was just a blessing. So they got me the referral to Stanford. They wanted them. They wanted the team there to um, uh, confirm that diagnosis. And they did. So I, I went into Stanford. They said, yes, this is what you've got. Um, the next step is to find, uh, the only cure for this is a, a bone marrow transplant from a compatible donor, which we will search through. We, we will use Be The Match uh, to, yep. to search for a donor. Um, we're pretty confident we're going to find a donor for you. But if we don't, you've got about a year to go. Those are not things you want to hear. No. Yep. Uh, so thankfully they, uh, they did find a donor. Um, it took about two and a half months for that to happen. And, uh, I was admitted into Stanford in February of 2021. Uh, the, the transplant was on, um, March 5th and, uh, and which is what is what they called my new birthday. Okay. So, uh, we have two days, two birthdays to celebrate now. Hey, Double the presents. It's exciting. It it's- is. And uh, I was in the hospital there for three weeks. I, I had to get a, a, a special kind of chemotherapy. Uh, and, and this is crazy. The, the chemotherapy that they gave me, it, it destroys the bad marrow in your bones and makes room for the new stem cells to come in and start rebuilding the marrow. Man, that could preach. That could totally preach. <laughs> it, the science is incredible. Yeah. And the team there is incredible. And uh, so I was there in the hospital for three months, or three weeks, and then I was uh, released and, and my wife and I moved into an apartment nearby the hospital. I had to keep going to weekly appointments. They, they want you nearby in case something bad happens. Yep. And uh, we stayed there by the hospital going in for appointments 
uh, a lot to to monitor my progress. Um, and we, uh, we were in the apartment for about two, a little over two months and we came home, uh, May 29th of 2021. Um, and I came home in remission. Yeah. And, uh, Amen. so May 29th, just a few days ago was, uh, one year of remission. And, um, I did not come back to lead worship again, full on a full-time basis until September. Yeah. So I was out of I did not lead worship for about eight months and yeah now let's 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 talk that let's talk about that that's I mean you didn't leave the Sunday before planning to be gone for eight months correct starting the next Mm -hmm. week no Um, because that wasn't like you it wasn't like you came in and then you were there for a few weeks in and off like you was like cold turkey we were gone like talk to us about how that felt like I mean first of all I'm glad that you're a year on this side of this like this is amazing that you're you're here we get to do this podcast and now I, I want to share this story with people because it's like your your story is going to help carry this across. Um, how did you feel about handing the reins over? For, and I, and f- I was actually the person who stepped in um, because of a shift in in my where I was at. It was a, I was able to come in and lead worship in that season. Now, how did you feel like I, I got to hand the reins over for an undetermined amount of time? And I wasn't planning on being gone next week, and we don't know how long that's going to be. Kind of what, what was your thought process in that? Well, I think that in my case, I was in a little bit of rarefied air because I had the, 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 my pastor and our staff and our elder team, their chief concern was my health and my family. And... All of these people, with the exception of one of our elders, uh, I've known for 15, 20, 25 years. They're not just ministry partners. They're, you know, lifelong friends. Yeah, totally. And uh, knowing that they had my back made it, um, uh, made it easy for me to take care of a lot of behind-the-scenes administrative things uh, to be able to hand over to you. Uh, it, it helped us because we were also, our, our family, you know, our focus was my health and managing a lot of fear, yeah. you know. And uh, so uh, I felt an incredible amount of support from them that, that, that kind of freed me up uh, to, to focus on those things. Um, I was blessed to have an established relationship with you, yep. as you just mentioned. And your schedule opened up in such a way that you were able to step in. Uh, and I remember sharing with the church that, you know, uh, okay, that could be, a lot of people might call that a coincidence. I call it God's sovereignty. He knew this was going to happen. He knew your schedule was going to open up. Yep. And it was just, that's why I say rarefied air, because I don't know if, how many people, how many worship leaders can say that, Yep. you know? So, um, uh, you know, our church knows you and loves you. They get us mixed up sometimes. It's a true statement. There were Sundays where people were like, oh, Matt's back. No, I'm Jason. I'm <laughs> yes. Uh, one of, uh, the first Sunday that I came back, you had been leading the week before. Yep. And Rudy Wilson uh, uh, came up to me the following week and said, hey, I was watching online and you were back last week. It's good to see it. Now, that was Jason. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You guys could be twins. We've heard that a lot. It's a true statement. Um <laughs> But the support from uh, the, the staff and the elders um, 
and and taking care of a lot of things behind the scenes uh you know uh th there was you know grunt work you know administrative stuff i had to do to to get things handed over smoothly to you yep but but i was confident and i trust you the church trusts you and so it it wasn't as um daunting as it might be for some people um so you know i have i have to thank gary and joy his wife uh and our worship team and our, our worship ministry for all that they did i have to thank jen Prodovinsky, who led our student ministries while i was gone i prepared six months of lessons for her before i before i went into the hospital i just gave them to her on a flash drive awesome. and said here you go yeah <laughs> i don't know how long this is going to take but this should get you going for a while and uh, and I have to thank you for your your leadership and your consistency. Um, that helped make everything more palatable. Yeah, and I think it was it was it was crazy watching it now from in hindsight that like I was ending something and like the Sunday you were going to need somebody to step in was the first Sunday that I had free and it was like a, it wasn't even like there's a two week overlap. It was like I ended this and then you need somebody and I can continue. Um, it's clearly God like watching over that situation and absolutely being a part of that. But now, now that you're on this side of things and healthy and, you know, how would you what would you do to prepare in case, God forbid, that something like this like this was ever to happen again um, or you had to be gone for a, 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 if somebody's going like, wow, I should think about um, if I was ever to be gone for a, a, a period of time. Mm -hmm. What are some things that make, could be uh, like put in place or thought process or. Um, I know we talked a minute ago about like you, you had a relationship with me already mm -hmm. and like, uh, t let's talk about that a little bit. What, what are some things that you might recommend? Well, <clears throat> from a practical standpoint, I have a folder on my iCloud for, uh, for worship and student ministries called in case of emergency. Awesome. And <clears throat> excuse me. So, uh, and it has in the worship folder, it has sample set lists. It has contact information logins for planning center and uh you know uh you know on song or you know whatever yeah. that people might need um a phone a, a a checklist for prepping on sunday mornings um if for, for wednesday nights uh you know it's got sample games and um and and lessons for the students and and a checklist for prepping for wednesday nights and uh and and more uh so so uh, all I would have to do is just give them, you know, uh, give someone the password to yep. my iCloud and say, look for this folder. This will get you by for a it's while. It's all there. It's all there. It's all there. That's such a good idea. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> in case I, of, in case I go missing, no, like in case I'm gone, here's my, here's a, here's, yeah, that's mm -hmm. amazing. Um, another important thing is, um, in, in my case, we were, uh, uh, blessed to have, um, an established connection with you. So, uh, one of the things that, uh, I've also done is, uh, since then we've been inviting other worship leaders to come in and guest lead and sort of, uh, Gary calls it building a bullpen. Yeah. Uh, so that, you know, um, if God forbid, like you said, you know, with my particular cancer, there's a 50% chance of relapse. Okay. So I 
live with that every day that tomorrow there's a 50% chance it could come back. So if that were, God forbid, to happen, I pray it never does, but, yeah. but uh, then we would have some folks that we could call on to help us get through um, uh, get, get, get through things until I can figure out what my future is going to look like. Yeah. So uh, those are a couple of practical things. Um, so, so networking is, bas- is what I meant to say. Networking with other uh worship leaders and inviting them to come in. James Collington's coming in awesome. in a few weeks. I'm looking forward to that. And um, uh, just, you know, having people that you can call um, to, to help out uh, is going to be great. And then I think also you can't, I, I can't overemphasize enough the importance of prayer. I mean, just praying, you know, b- before the crisis happens, praying, you know, God, if, if, this, if this happens again, uh, I'm going to do my due diligence. I'm going to do the work and have administrative stuff ready. I'm going to have a network ready. But God, I just I just want to ask that you would provide everything that our ministry needs, that our church needs, if this happens to me again, and uh, that you would provide the the people to come in. Uh, and and so it, it's that's a big part of it as well. Can't overemphasize that enough. Oh, I love that. So I mean. <clears throat> So one thing that one thing I love about working with you is that you really you're good about looking far into the future. Um, you're good about like planning, planning out. What talk to the worship leader struggling that's like struggling to see into next week. I mean, there. Uh, what are some strategies you talked about a minute ago? Kind of off the same question, but like, what are some strategies you'd use to plan like plan for your time off, mm-hmm. like healthy time off, where you're like, I'm gonna go take a vacation. You know, you're I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm, I, I'm actually going to be leading for you soon because your daughter's graduating. Like we, but that Sunday was planned like months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> like we were like, you look at the calendar and go, it's coming. Thank you. You know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, what, and what, like, what are some, like, what, what would like step one be to planning to be gone? Like, I'm, let's kind of talk that through a little bit. I think step one would be working with your senior pastor, uh, and your, or your, and your elder team to whatever your church leadership structure looks like to coordinate your calendars with them for the year. In, in my case, uh, Gary and I sat down in January and we looked out at 2022 We and we said, these are the dates we know we're going to be gone. We know we have a commitment like Lauren's graduation, uh, or these are the dates that we just want to take time off. Yeah. And so it's, that's worked out well for us. So I, I think communication is huge and sitting down with your leadership and, and coordinating your calendars so that uh, 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 everyone's on the same page and those dates are put into the master calendar so we know who's going to be gone and when they're going to be gone. Uh, I, you know, that's step one is that communication. And, and I think it's really important to just to work time off into your calendar like you would work in an outreach event or baptisms or worship nights or whatever it is. It's like this, uh, this is make it part of your ministry rhythm. Okay. Um, I would say, uh, I would, if you can afford it, which, well, I I would hope that it's worked into your budget in such a way that you can take a, take a day off at least every six weeks. Mm. Eight weeks max. 
yeah. every six weeks. That way, if you are that person who is struggling to see in the next week and you're getting tired and weary, then you know, okay, in two weeks, so-and-so is coming in to give me a break. And, and, and it gives, kind of gives you something to look forward to. Totally. Um, so um, uh, I would aim, aim for that. Uh, I, I've heard a couple of other people that you've interviewed talk about having their, their family day or their day off. I remember Mark Harris say, I don't know what my office looks like on a Friday. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> so, absolutely. Uh, and so having that time off for me, it's, it's, it's Saturdays. So taking that time off that day off and, and make keeping it holy and doing things that fill your bucket. Uh, Gary's a cyclist. Uh, like I said at lunch, I'm more indoorsy. So, uh, whatever that you know, uh, whatever that could be—a movie marathon or 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 something, uh, whatever fills your bucket. So, uh, but step one is putting it on the calendar, and then taking a break every six weeks. I think is is ideal, um, and then and and then having that day off, and then and then the final thing I want to say is, um, Rick. Rick Warren once said that sometimes the holiest thing we can do is take a nap. It's truth. <laughs> so true. So I took an, I took about a 45 minute nap yesterday before our staff meeting. And it tell, was, tell me it was in your office. Was it in your office? Oh no. <laughs> is that we do, we do, it was in my bed. Okay. We, we do, we do our staff meetings on zoom still because okay. one of our staff staff actually lives in Utah now. That's right. But, uh, you know, uh, you, is that, is that helpful? Yeah, totally. Okay. No, that's great. No, I think this okay. is awesome. And that's, that's exactly what uh, I was, I mean, just kind of getting that, getting that framework to go like, I don't even know what step one is to, to doing what I need to do and where I need to go. And um, I mean, it's funny thing is, is like Sunday's always coming. Like mm-hmm. next Sunday is always coming. You, I mean, like you said, this coming week when I'm, uh, I'm going to be filling in for you, like unless God comes back, you know, June 12th is going to happen. Like it's, you know, you're, and so it's like planning ahead into the future. And then you go, I don't even have to worry about it. Um, and then I don't have to think about it. And I mean, I had some other, other pastors reach out to me about that, about that week. And um, like, and they're like, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm already booked. They're like, it's in like five months. And they're, and I was like, yeah, I know somebody already booked me that week. He planned ahead. Like he played totally planned ahead. And uh, it was just, it kind of, it, that's how it makes sense. Um, but I love what you said a minute ago about networking and building a bullpen and like getting to know people mm-hmm. and, and even in your community, uh, you mentioned, uh, James is going to be leading for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, James is a worship pastor from another church in the community, mm-hmm. but like he's going to come over and, 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 and lead for you for a week, for a week. It's getting to know people around you and getting to know the, um, getting to know the other leaders in your community and like kind of like ministry as a whole, even though it's just happening at your church. Cause you might think like, there's not a guy that fills in, in an interim basis. Like I'm, it's a rarity to have that ability to have a guy that's just available on Sundays. Um, but there are people in the community that might have a, another person in their church that can come over or they can mm-hmm. fill in or whatever the case is, but it's all about, it's all about networking. And I, I love, I love that. What would, uh, what would you say to the worship leader that might, might be nervous to be gone for a weekend? Like I want to be gone, but I don't know if, I don't know if it's going to go well or if I'm going to, you know, or what if they like that person more than they like me? Like I've, I get that all the time when I'm traveling. Really? People go, like, or, or the guy will go, I hope they don't like you more than they like me. And it's like, wow, I hope that's not, I don't hope you don't actually mean that, but I, right. it's more like, 
we talked about at the beginning, like the feeling of handing the reins over to somebody, even for just a Sunday. But yeah. like, um, I like, talked to that for a minute. Like, what, how would you help kind of ease those nerves? Well, I, I read, a, uh, you know, Henry Cloud, yeah, the boundaries yeah. guy. Henry Cloud said that pastors are like ER doctors who never go in for their own checkup. Oof. <laughs> Oh, jeez. That's why that stuck with me, because it's such a... It, we're, we're great at caring for other people, but tend to be terrible at our own self-care. Oh. And, um, and, and I think we, as artists, we tend to be um, perfectionists, and sometimes it's difficult for us to imagine that everything's going to be okay if we are gone. It will be. If you plan well... Yep and prepare well and, uh, and, and get all your ducks in a row before you leave. Uh, but if you don't, it's like when you're on an airplane, if you don't put on your own oxygen mask first, you're not going to be good for anyone else. Right. And so I would say, uh, you have to think of, you have to think of taking time off as you have to think of it as making an investment in your ministry, in your health, in your family. Uh, like I was saying earlier about working time off into your ministry plan like you would other events. That's what you have to view it as. So uh, if, if you're blessed like me to have a pastor who wants you to be good for the long haul uh, and who reminds me from time to time, when is your next Sunday off? Yeah. You know, uh, again, maybe I'm in rarefied air there. Uh, but um, if you're nervous about taking that day off, I would say plan well, take care of the admin stuff, you know, make sure that you've given your your guest leader access to your planning center and have, have the bottled water up there, have the stage ready, have, I'm a big believer in hospitality. I want people who come in to have a good experience. Yep at our church. I'm, I'm big into hospitality. I'm big into preparation. Uh, you know, when you come in next week, uh, I, I want to have, uh, I want you to walk in and have everything you need to do, a, to do a great job. And so take care of those things and, and take care and, and then view this time off as making an investment into your ministry, uh, and in, and into your family. That's what I would say to the to, to the person, you know, fight the, if you're going to be, it's going to be okay. Yeah. It's going to be okay. And, and if you, and don't watch the live stream. (laughs) Yeah. No kidding. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I I popped in my head just a minute ago. If if you're gone, don't watch the live stream because you're going to be analytical and you're going to, you might as well have been there. Yeah. And I don't do that until I get back into town. Yes. Right. While you're where I am. So, um, I would, I would, you know, realize that if, if you take care of all the details, uh, and, and you, you make, you, prepare for a clean handoff there, then, uh, you can be gone and really be gone and not be thinking about those things. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. I hope that helps. Yep. How has, um, we, uh, how has bringing in outside guests like speakers and worship leaders? Cause I know, I mean, you guys are really good about bringing in guest speakers as well as guest worship leaders, um, helped make your team better. And also what has it done for the church? Like what is, what has you guys seen, um, kind of help that 
what have you seen that be beneficial to having having outside people come in and be a part of, like you mentioned, building that bullpen? Right. So myself and Gary, you know, we've been doing our thing at Solano Valley Church for almost 28 years together. Um, we're kind of the faces of SVC and people are, are used to our leadership. They're used to our styles of leadership. Uh, they're used to Gary's style of preaching. Um, so I think bringing in, I'll start with guest worship leaders. I think exposing our teams and our church to different styles of leading worship, um, even to different, like um, uh, a couple of people have come in and have led from piano before. Uh, so a different mode of leading worship. I think, I think it's good for, for making sure we don't get into ruts. I think it's good for our teams in that um, they're exposed to different leadership. They are, uh, uh, maybe there's newer songs that are done that kind of, you know, challenges them vocally or challenges them uh, instrumentally. Um, I, I, there, the variety is a good thing. Yeah. And, um, and, and, all, and with guest speakers, yeah, we've had some great ones coming in recently. Um, I, I think our, our, our congregation hearing, you know, a different uh, speaker with a different speaking style or a different perspectives, different backgrounds, different cultural backgrounds. Uh, I think that is all good and, and can um, uh, add variety and can, um, you know, shake things up a bit. And it's a reminder that the, the body of Christ does not look one way. Yes. You know, the body of Christ is not one specific type of thing. And, um, and that's super easy to get to fall into that groove and go, our church likes it a certain way, likes church to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. And then when, it, when and if it ever has to look a different way, that's, that's, a, that's a hard struggle as opposed to it's always fresh. It's always, I mean, always has a different look. I love this. This is a good, this is really good. Um, so our podcast, this podcast is called The Table. And uh, I believe good conversation happens over good food, which we just in- enjoyed here before we had lunch before recording. That's right. Um, but if I was coming over to the Skinner house, uh, which we need to make that happen. We need to make this happen soon. This would be fun to hang out. Uh, what is a meal you might serve? Like, what is something that is uh, like Skinner family favorites? <laughs> well, uh, I wish I could say a hot brown like uh, <laughs> Justin did. Um the last, derby pie. The derby pie. Well, if you had come over last night, you would have had Carolyn's sour cream chicken enchiladas. Oh. Jason, I could eat the entire pan. And that sounds delicious. And, and not regret it. Not even kind of. Yeah. Uh, they, they were amazing. You might find yourself uh, having some of her shrimp scampi. Uh, you might find yourself having, um, uh, you know, chili with rice and 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 cornbread and complimentary Beano. And uh, <laughs> you, <laughs> you might find chicken fried rice. I mean, that's... So is, is, is Carolyn the cook in the house? Is that... Yes. That's what I'm getting at? Yes. Yes. And Katie is the baker. Okay. Our 17-year-old. Yeah. So if you're lucky, you'll also, uh, you'll also have some of her incredible chocolate chip cookies. Oh, fantastic. Or brownies. So... Um, what would happen if Matt cooked? What would what would that what would that? I usually do stuff on the grill. Okay, uh, I, we've started grilling a little bit more recently with the 
warmer weather and whatnot. Um, I love I love picking up those. Uh, we pick up those tri-tip burgers from uh, Costco. Oh yeah, and uh, uh, and make those. And um, um, so, but Carolyn is is the cook, and uh, we would also have Elvis playing on the Amazon Echo, and uh, because that's he, we're huge Elvis fans in the house. So you you when you walk in, that's what you'd hear, and you. You'd hear that, and you'd smell whatever Carolyn's cooking, and uh, we'd go sit out in the backyard, and depending on the weather, we'd turn on the fire pit and go crazy. Sounds like a good day. I think so. That sounds like a good day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Matt, I appreciate you hanging out today. Like This is, this is good. I appreciate uh, sharing your story, and I mean, it's, uh, you've been through it, and it's, it's not... Um, I hope that someone listens to this and realizes... Uh, you know, if, and God forbid, like we said, something health-wise comes up and you have to be gone for a long season, like how to handle that, but also just how to handle being gone for a Sunday and um, stepping away. I can't tell you how many times I've talked to worship leaders that are like, I have not taken a weekend off in two years, and I'm always there 52 Sundays a year, you know, and that's through the holidays and through all the seasons and Easter, and um, it's like, you can't, nobody's built for that. Yeah. And we are built for rest um, yeah. and we're built for yeah. taking time off. But also you got to make sure that you are uh, maintaining, uh, like taking care of your responsibilities and, and not just going, all right, I'm gone. And, right. you know, leaving it to who to fend for them, people to fend for themselves. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, uh, w- w- thank you so much again. And uh, I appreciate it. Thank you for the invitation. I I really appreciate that as well. And, and I do hope that, uh, you know, like I said earlier, there's one or two things that just really encourages whoever's listening. So I'm grateful for the opportunity. I love it. All right, guys, we will see you. We will see you next week.